Welcome to Bread of Life Ministries podcast. Our mission is to share the love of Christ. We pray you will be blessed by this message. Hallelujah. Bible says, by two immutable things, his promise and his covenant, it is impossible for God to lie. Hallelujah. He is a promise keeper. I don't know what promise is on your life today. But I've come to encourage somebody that his promise concerning your life will never fail. It doesn't matter what the biological things are saying. It doesn't matter what the economy is saying. But his promise concerning you, he is faithful to his promise. He is a promise keeper. is a promise keeper and he who has begun a good work in you he is more than faithful somebody shout he is faithful concerning your life he is faithful it doesn't matter what the present circumstances are he is faithful he is faithful and he will keep his word concerning you he said, can a woman who carries a pregnancy for nine months forget the child of her suckling? Say, yes, they may forget. But I, the Lord, Isaiah 49, I will never forget about you. For I have engraven your image on my palm. Somebody open your palm. Just look at your palm right now. Kapayakata. Just put your palm before you. And this is the word of the Lord to somebody. He said that your image are before me. So God is looking right now as worship is gone up unto him. He looks at his palm and he sees you. Eric McKay. And he says, my words are continually. How can he forget? And beloved, when a thing is engraved, even not lesser can remove it. You To remove it, you have to just chop that hand off. That is how much he loves you. That he, God looks at you and says, my daughter, my son, and he calls you by name. That so you think I have forgotten you, but here am I looking at you. Everything about you is right here. I am involved and I am active in your life. I am with you to the end. We hear that some of our earthly parents, mothers, they forget their children of the pains of their birth. They abandon them. But it says, I, the Lord, will never abandon you. Sometimes by the pressure of life, by sometimes by the economic downturn, we think that God has forgotten us. But beloved, will you be grateful? Will you show gratitude to God that you are not forgotten? Oh, my Akatade is a reminder to somebody that you are not forgotten, that the Alpha and Omega, He can never forget about you. All your pains. Beloved, if you were going through by yourself, you will never survive. 
But because he held you, because he is in there with you, because he's walking through the valley of the shadow of death with you, you will fear no evil. That is why you are still standing. If it is by your own strength, the enemy will be rejoicing over you. But because the Lord be for you, somebody will lose shall the Lord be for me. Because the Lord is on your side. Because the Lord be for you, no weapon, I declare, no weapon eh, shall succeed concerning your life. He did not say no weapon will be fashioned. Surely they must be fashioned. Surely they must gather. Surely they must conspire against you. But it shall not stand. I said it shall not stand. <laughs> oh, somebody, no weapon form, no fashion against you. It shall not stand. Weapon against your family. Weapon against your marriage. Weapon against your children. Weapon against your business. Weapon against your career. Against your finances. Against your ministry. Weapon against the church. Shall not stand. For it says I will build my church. Just as you build his church. And the gate of hell shall not prevail against. So will he build you up. And demons and principality cannot touch you. You become too dangerous for the enemy to handle. You did not hear that. I said you become too dangerous for the enemy to handle. For he who is in you is greater and mightier than the demons and their agent trying to catch you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Will you bless the name of the Lord? Will you thank him for his promise concerning your life? His word concerning your life will not fail. His might concerning your life. Oh, his protection, his deliverance. Oh, his power, his leading concerning you will not fail in the mighty name of Jesus. If you believe it, shout hallelujah. Beloved, God is still in the business of working miracles. He's still in the business of fulfilling his word. He's still in the business of doing something new. May you experience the newness of God this week. May you experience the fresh anointing of God this week. May you experience the power from on high this week. In the name of Jesus, may you break through. May the Lord this week bring you to your barbarism. In the mighty name of Jesus. I am prophesying to somebody. May the Lord in this way bring you into your barbarism in the mighty name of Jesus. The very master breakthrough. The breakthrough that will precipitate the rest of the breakthroughs in your life. In the mighty name of Yeshua. Somebody shout amen. amen. Hallelujah. Will you put your hands together for the Lord and take your seat. Let's appreciate our beloved choir and our amazing instrumentalists. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. We want to bless God for your life, for your dedication to service and to kingdom work in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. As you dedicate yourself to his cause, may people be dedicated to your cause in the mighty name of Jesus. 
Oh, am I in Bread of Life Ministry? Will you put your hands together and bless the name of the Lord? Hallelujah. It's lovely to see everybody here. Praise God. I want to, on my own behalf, and Lady Gifts here and the leadership, want to appreciate everyone and welcome you to this afternoon service. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you blessed to be here today? Today, I was going to do discovering your gifts. But sometimes it is not that the gift is, but it is our attitude. It is our behavior. That is, it is not making us appear before great people. It is our attitude and behavior. Let your friends score nine, so you will also score ten. Today, praise God. Um, discovering your gift. How do I know my gift? Praise God. If you haven't, if you haven't been part of this series. Uh, thank God for Minister uh, Phyllis' life. He's done all of the series online. Praise God. He's done all of the series online, and it's going to be a blessing to you. Amen. How do I know my gift? How do I know my gift? We've been talking in Proverbs, says that a man's gift will make room for him last week, and he will appear before great men and great women. Praise God. And many of us, it is our desire that we appear before great men and great women. We said David appeared before Saul, not because of his stature, but because of his gift, the, the skillful way he played the harp, that when the evil spirit came upon Saul, and David will play, hallelujah, and the anointing upon him and the skills with which, like our drama was doing today, praise God, and the skills with which he plays, the Holy Spirit comes and take over and overshadow the evil spirit, praise God. So he said, it is the giftings of the harp that made room. It is that that introduced David into the palace before he became king himself. Praise God. It was the giftings in him that made room for him. So many of us are asking about, Pastor, how do I know my gift? Timothy said that do not neglect the gift that was placed in you by the Holy, through the Holy Spirit, by the laying off of hands, by the elders of the church. When they lay hands upon you and they prophesy upon you, they say a gift was deposited inside of you. Do not neglect it. That tells me that even in that time, a lot of them were despising the gift of God in them. Amen. A lot of them were despising the gift of God in them. But Timothy is warning us, do not neglect. Do not neglect. In other words, and he goes on to say that, stay up the gift. Amen. In you. Hallelujah. So it means that you cannot allow that gift also to lie fallow. So today maybe you are asking, Pastor, how do I know my gift? What is my gift? Maybe it is in you already. Maybe you have not found it. You have not stirred it. You have not activated it. You have not used it. You have not practiced it. So you don't know that that gift is already there on the inside of you. Today, by the mercy of God and by the grace of God, I pray that the Holy Spirit will give you an activation Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit will reveal unto you a that which will make room for you, the gift that is placed on you. Many of you, it is not now. It was placed in you when you were a child. Praise God. Many of you, it was placed in you when you were even before born, when you were even born. It, that, that gift was in you. But as you are growing, it begins to manifest. 
And as you nurture it, as you develop it, as you activate it, as you use it, the more you use it, the better it, you become at it. Praise God. Hallelujah. The more you use your gift, the better you become at it. Hallelujah. The more skillful you become. And you not appear before mean people. Hallelujah. You see people that do things haphazard without any intention. They don't go far. Praise God. So you've got to be intentional about your gift. Hallelujah. You've got to be intentional. You've got, to, you've got to put it to use. You've got to practice it. In the first instance, it might not appear to anybody. Praise God. People might even laugh at you. But what is your business? You continue practicing it until you get to the place that people will sought after you because of your giftings. Hallelujah. Because of the ability, because of the skills with which you have developed your gift. Amen. So you are saying, Pastor, where is my gift? How do I find or discover my gift? Amen. Point number one. Got to give you three ways to discover your gift. Hallelujah. James chapter number 1, verse number 17. James chapter number 1, verse number 17. Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of lights, the creator and sustainer of the heavens, in whom there is no variation, no, no rising or setting or shadow cast by his turning, for he is perfect and never changes. Point number one is seek God. He is the gift giver. Amen. And how do you seek God? You go to God in prayer. Father, reveal unto me what my giftings are, because Bible says he gives gift to men. Amen. He gives gift to men, and he gives according as he wills. Amen. So, number one point to discover or rediscover your gift is to seek God. Bible says, for every good and perfect gift does not come from witches and wizards, doesn't come from the devil. It doesn't come from your husband. It doesn't come from your wife. Neither does it come from your colleague nor your boss. He said every good and perfect gift comes from above. It comes from God, the giver of gifts. So if I need gift, where do I seek gift from? I've got to go to the giver, the one who has the power and the capacity to give according as he wills. Maybe I want to play drums like Gideon. But God knows that I haven't got the capacity, I haven't got the dedication, I haven't got the coordination. It's not easy. I tried this some time ago when we started church, when nobody played drum. A lady bought us a drum and we didn't have anybody to play. And when you begin, you, you try everything. I tried keyboard, I tried drums, I, I could not do it. 
You think they're doing those things easy. Try do do that and try the Simba. It's not easy. The coordination is that easy. But he makes it so easy. We don't see that. But I tried to, I remember they, they taught me some few lessons. You do pa, 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 chime, pa. You do pa, pa, pa. You can't, you miss it because you are not used to the coordination. You cannot. I tried it, I couldn't. But God knows that I haven't got the coordination to be able to use my leg and hands together at the same time. So he gives as he was. So one, we seek God. Not your pastor, not your bishop. Amen. You go to God first and foremost. Father, reveal in me. He is the giver of the gift. He knows which area you can operate best in. He knows the gift that was, you see, Timothy said that it is by giving by the Holy Spirit, by the laying off of hands in prophecy by the prophet and the elders of the church. So the elders are just doing what the Holy Spirit has already done. They're just confirming that on you. So you go back to God in seeking God for the gift that has been deposited on the inside of you. It's not like you go and look for your pastor. Your pastor can help you rediscover you come to that. Your pastor can help you to discover your gift. But he cannot give you any gift. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of light. So you know that if you are operating in gifts that are not good, if you are operating in gifts that are oppressing people, it does not come from God. Amen. If you are operating in some gift that is oppressing people, that is putting people at a disadvantage, that is not liberating people, that is not helping people, it is not from God. Because if it is from God, it will liberate people. It will will lift people up. It will put joy in people's life. It will bring peace to people. It will bring comfort to people. It will bring the hopeless. It will give them hope. Hallelujah. Downcasted. It will lift them up. The downtrodden. They will have hope and to rise up again. Amen. That is what a gift of God does. It is to exhort. It is to encourage. It is to lift up. So if your gift is always pushing people down, know where it is from. It is not from God. Amen. So you seek God. You seek God. He is the giver of the gift. Number two, one of the ways you can also find your gift is the things that come naturally to you without effort. Bless you. Things you do Without struggle. Amen. Some of you, when you are asleep and they wake you up in the middle of the night, you can just begin to encourage somebody. When there's a trouble, you can just, just the words that will come from your, the first thing that will come from your mouth will be words of comfort, will be words of encouragement. 
Some of you wake up in the middle of the night and you begin to sing. Amen. You, you have not been to any singing school. You haven't been taught any kids. But it comes to you naturally without any effort. Things people struggle to do, like I struggle to play their drums. Praise God. He just does it at ease. And you ask him where he learned that, how many lessons per week he did. You, you tell him that he, he just plays. And I know because they haven't had rehearsals for almost two years now. And he plays every Sunday. Amen. So the things that you do effortlessly, if you want to know your gift, those are the things that you have been gifted. It has been deposited on the inside. When others train hard to do that, you just do it effortlessly. Praise God. Exodus chapter number 35, verse number 30. Then Moses said to the Israelites, See, the Lord called by name Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Her, the tribe of Judah, and he has filled him with the Spirit of God, amen, with wisdom and skill, with intelligence and understanding, and with knowledge in all areas of craftsmanship. This got to do with the building of the tabernacle. And God put his spirit on Bezalel concerning the artisans of the tabernacle. Concerning the, the craft work that need to be done in the tabernacle. God gave him the ability. So he could do it without, without any training. He was never taught how to work with wood. Amen. It is... Holy Spirit inspired and given. So he, he could do these things without struggle. Amen. Without struggle. And he says that to devise artistic designs, to work in gold, silver, and bronze, and in cutting of stones, we never had Bezalel going to jewelry school to learn to do all of that. We never went him going to a blasphemy school to learn how to work with gold and silver and bronze. But I say, by the knowledge and the intelligence and the wisdom of God that is given him, that comes to him effortlessly. And in cutting of stones for setting and in the carving of wood for work in every skill craft. If he was to be trained for this, it would have taken him years. But Bible says, he has also put in Bezalel's heart the willingness to teach others the same skills. He had put in him also the willingness to teach others. Sometimes, if you have not mastered your skills, you can't teach. When we were in the universities, one of the ways we were taught to see whether we understand a topic or a subject is to be able to teach others. So if I'm able to teach Bridget to understand a, a topic that she never did, then it means that I've mastered that topic. Bible says that not only has he, can he do all those things effortlessly, but also he's giving him the heart to be able to impart 
So your giftings you are able to impart. Amen. The things you can do effortlessly, you can easily also impart. Are you with me? So one, you see God, the giver of the gift. So if I were you from this service, I will begin and I don't know the gift that I'm operating. And the gift does not have to be one. Like some of us are multilingual. That means we can speak more than one language. So many of us too, we operate in more than one gift. Amen. But your ability to do things effortlessly and can also impart that is a gift. Amen. Like if you play keys and you are able to take somebody under you and just teach them without struggle, what are you doing? You are exercising your gift. Amen. A thing comes to you effortlessly. I know of a story of a man who has never played keyboard before. And one service, the Spirit of God lifted him and planted him on the back of a keyboard and he began to play. And he plays and the service is electrified. Everybody is blessed and everybody is spirit-filled and they wonder what is happening. And once he was asked an interview, how is he able to play an instrument he has never trained, never been taught, and never know how to play. And he says that it is not him who plays the keys, but anytime he sits there, he feels a heavy hand on him and on his shoulders, a heavy hand moving his hand and playing. He has no idea how the keys work. That it is the spirit of God that takes over and plays as he put him there because he will need a, a physical body to be there to put that spirit and that giftings and that ability into to manifest that gift. Amen. So effortlessly, once we see him, some of, you, some of us see the musicians playing effortlessly. You have no idea what is on them making them play like that. Are you with me? So not only to do it effortlessly, but also to do it, to be able to impart and to teach others to do that. Amen. The third point I'm going to share with you today is ask others. Amen. You ask others, what am I good in? What things come out to me naturally? Sometimes you don't, others see more in you than you yourself. Praise God. There are a number of times we have pushed some people into giftings and abilities that they did not know that they had that gift. That is where sometimes your pastor will come in or um, other people around you will come in. Praise God. You ask others, what am I good at? What things do I do without effort? Amen. Matthew chapter number 16, verse number 13. Now when Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, 
Who do people say that the son of man is? Amen. Who do people say the son of man is? One, he asked the people around him. Amen. Jesus knew his assignment. He knew his purpose. He knew his ability. He knew why he's here. But he asked the people around him, who do people think the son of man is? And they answered him. Praise God. And they answered, what was their answer? Some say John the Baptist. And was that true? No. Others, Elijah, was that true? So, people's opinion about you is always not the truth. People can have opinion about you, but is their opinion the truth about you? Amen. So, Jesus says, sometimes, one of the ways to rediscover your gift is to ask others, what do you think my giftings are? What things do I do more naturally? I mean, I've been working with you. What things come easily for me to do? They say that you are Elijah, and still others say Jeremiah, one of the prophets. Now, this is where I want to get to. Verse number 15. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? When he asked the people what the people thought perception about him. Then he asked the people who he is with. You Now you know me. What are my giftings? Who do you now say that I am? Verse number 16. Now, people might have opinion, but not necessarily the truth about you. When they say Elijah, when they say Jeremiah, when they say one of the prophets, he did not say anything. He went on to say that, okay, it is alright for people to think that way. Because like people will think of your pastor differently. But what do you also think of him? Amen. Then he asked the people he is with. You guys have been with me. What do you say about me? Amen. What did Simon say? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ. Why am I using this scripture? Because it bore witness, it identified with who he is. When the people said he's Elijah, he's one of the prophets, what did he say? He did not affirm to that. He did not accept that. You are entitled to your opinion. You ask people your gift, what do I do closely? Maybe they'll say you gossip so easily. But is that who you are? Is that what you are? Amen. Is that what you are? He says, someone said, you are Christ the Messiah, the anointed one, the son of the living God. And what did he say in verse number 17? Then Jesus answered, blessed, happy, spiritually secured, favored by God. If you're looking for blessing meaning, that is one of the meaning of blessing, happy. If you are blessed, you are happy. Amen. You are spiritually secured. Amen. You are favored by God. That is why I like the amplifier. It will just explain things further for you. 
So if you hear him, bless, 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 bless. When people say they are blessed and they are sorrowful, they are sad, you know that it is just words. Amen. When people say they are blessed and they are not secure, they are, they are afraid, they are not secure, they, you know that they are not blessed. But I say that when people say they are blessed and there's no favor on their life, say blessed means you are favored by God. Amen. Are you Simon, son of Jonah? Because flesh and blood, mortal man did not reveal this to you, but my father in heaven. So when you ask people your gift is, if it doesn't sit with your spirit, that is not your gift. Are you with me? When Jesus asks people, who do the son of man, what do people think the son of man is? Some say you are Elijah, one of the prophets, Jeremiah. He said, what do you say I am? When they said prophet, he didn't say anything. But when it was revealed to Simon that he touched on it, he said that flesh and blood has not revealed. He affirmed that, that truly I am the Messiah. He knew because it was connected to his spirit. So you are not what people say you are. Amen. It is what the spirit of God reveals and people bear witness to. That is what happened to Jesus. God revealed it unto Simon and it bore witness with Jesus that this is who I am. This is my assignment. It is not because they said that I am Elijah, so I am Elijah. Many of us have fallen into that trap. People see and they, they tell you a prophet and you begin to be saying all sorts of things to people. And you don't even check with your spirit that that is what is in you. Amen. People call you any other names and you begin to operate in that name. You don't even check with your spirit. But Jesus said that flesh and blood. So one of the ways you identify your gift is to ask others. Because sometimes you do the things you don't even know that it is a gift. You do the things, it comes, because it comes so easily at you, you neglect it. Some of you are very good at cooking. You think cooking is easy. Some of you are just gifted in cooking. You get visitors within two minutes, you organize something. Beautiful for them. Or you think your mother just taught you or you learned from your mother. It's a gift. Some of you have cooked for great men and great women. They have eaten your food and have blessed you. Amen. And sometimes we, because it comes so easily and natural with us, we neglect it. Beloved. So it is already in you. Now you've got to seek God for that which he has already deposited in you. Did you receive something for today? Will you put your hands together for the Lord? And when you have found it, you practice it. You rehearse it. You add skill to it. You don't do it haphazardly, intentionally. Do something great with it. Add something. Practice it. The more you do, the better you become at it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I want you to begin to pray. We know that 
God is the giver of gift. He gives wisdom into things we have no knowledge of. He gives understanding by his spirit. And he gives gifts to men and women as he wills. And every good and perfect gift comes from him. This afternoon, will you ask him? We can preach this, but if the Father does not release it on you, you will be running empty. But I'm also grateful to God that he does miracles with empty vessels. That in our emptiness, he can fill us with his gift and with his powers with his abilities in the name of Jesus will you lift up a prayer and say father reveal in me the gift you have deposited in me open my eyes that I may see and know and walk and operate in my giftings in the name of Jesus kabrakata yemanebros kabrakata Father, you are the promise keeper. Keman Nebros. Kebra Kapayakata. Yeman Nebros. You are the giver of gift. Father, as a church, we seek for your gift. In the mighty name of Jesus, reveal the gift of God in us. Let every woman, every man, every child, every boy, every girl. He operate in the ability and the gift that you have released for their benefit for the kingdom and for the community and for the people around us. Bless your people beyond their wildest dream. Increase them on every side. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Did you receive something for today? Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us today. Find out more at breadoflifeministries.org.uk.